is my uncle. He choked me to death. Whenever anybody says they're a little concerned, they're very concerned. So what? What's wrong with being sexy? <laughs> Much like murder on the dance floor. Up. Hey, hello, it's and welcome. On the dance floor. <laughs> I love the song, but kill the DJ, what's wrong with being <laughs> sexy? <laughs> hey, we just heard that. Hey, my name's Yist. Eastwood. You caught me a little, caught me a little crazy there. I'm on no sleep, Jerry. No sleep. <laughs> it's, it's cold, cold and flu season here in the Midwest. That's right. Uh, <laughs> We've all had a bad cough for about. 25 years. It is It is early. Joe's the, been dealing with Kenny Rogers chicken. That's right. <laughs> I got a problem, Jerry. I got a big problem. I got, <laughs> oh, I got a big problem. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny never did anything nobody. <laughs> One of my favorite episodes. Um, can't suggest it to people, though, because you'd have to be a big fan to appreciate the episode. If you watched it without show context, you'd just be like, what the heck is this show about? Yeah, yeah. Hey, welcome to 2021, everybody. About uh, nothing. <laughs> this, uh, that's right. Uh, uh, the show where we, uh, I don't know, what do we do? We give you a bunch of BS to talk about while the world burns. I... <laughs> that's right. <laughs> My name is way cheaper than therapy. <laughs> My name is Joseph Eastwood Fresh. I do a bunch of things. With me as usual is the learned man of one. He's the, I uh, he just got back from somewhere down south where they gave him the champion of Black America award. Here he is, Doc Warren. <laughs> Uh, Trump Trump was the first winner, then you were the second winner. What? Uh, what? I'll That's be waiting a, for your signature tennis shoes, Rob. That's right. I'm getting ready to drop them. Instead of gold, mine are going to be just straight up cow dung. Ah, I, yes. I, nice. I tell you, yeah. boys, if, if those well are $400, out, out $400 tennis shoes, the economy must be doing better than they're telling us. No kidding, right? Talk about inflation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody should be designing shoes, it's this sneakerhead right here. If there's a sneakerhead in this group, you know it's this guy. Boy, I love me some sneakers. Uh, but yeah, four hundred dollars. Like I have, I won't tell you the amount of money I've spent on speaker uh, on sneakers. Uh, particularly some different Jordans I have, but um, <laughs> but it's nowhere close to that. And I'm like horribly ashamed. <laughs> You know what I mean? You're right. Like I'm right, proud to have right. them. I love them. Like I, you know, if you see my closet, it's a, it's a shoe closet. It's it's. But anyway, um, but I usually you, buy brown shoes. Well, that's good. Good thinking for around here. You can't go wrong yeah, with just that brown. Southern Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> Leather, oftentimes, you know. Hey, that guy yeah, there. Brown. That's a shark. He's a man of many bands. Thousand bands, maybe. At one point, he's got a new band. Should we talk about band name or should we? Make I think we should wait for the band name. The band name I sent uh, choices to to well to you guys and a few other trusted friends, and the concises seem to be real clear. <laughs> has, has, so has the home really? office in Mudlick, Kentucky, made a decision already? Or uh, what, what did the home office say? It Prairie Wolves seems to be just far and away. It, it the winner. I mean, I'm get ready to bleep me out here. As the young kids oh. say, it. <laughs> um, uh, no, seriously, that's a that's an expression. My college students are all explaining it to me the other day. Uh, uh, nice. Um, so yeah, yeah. I, Prairie, I as soon Prairie as I Wolves. saw it, I liked. Uh, there were so many great. There were so many great choices. But I'm telling you, it was like choice number three, and I was like done. I didn't even need to read anything. I else. still like. See, I see a bunch of werewolf, werewolf dairy farmers making milk. <laughs> Prairie Farms. Uh, Prairie Wolf. What? <laughs> I like it. 
<coughs> yeah. It seems like the and new now band. You guys are releasing the new band, Quadrificio. That's right. right. Yeah. The new, the, <laughs> Four yeah. albums. But, uh, Shark is going to play bass like John Entwistle on the whole thing. Jeez, mm-hmm. he's so good on that. I, I, like, I was never a Who fan and like just came across that Quadrificio Live one time when I was a kid and, and started yeah. watching. Yeah. And then Twistle just, I mean, it was like, I don't think I'd ever like stopped and really paid attention to yes. a bass player before yes. that. And it was just like, holy cow, that's wild. Well, I mean, yeah, he has to I'll do, you, he has to do something with the lack of, uh, <laughs> yeah, Towns right. somebody needs to play something okay. up there. So, right? so this is the thing that kills me is there's a video. You guys have probably seen it cause we're all music whores. Um, but we all know Pete Townsend maybe <laughs> is a bigger egomaniac than anybody we can name. I mean, I think he rivaled Prince. Whoa, um, that's tough. Yeah, there's for, a video for, where for he's a guy talking about guitar solos. He does have a big. Um, he <laughs> talks about Entwistle uh, <laughs> after he passed, and of course, this is after he passed. And he's sitting in a studio and he's playing, and he's like, "So this is what I'm doing on my part." And and I mean, it just doesn't sound like is that. Who. Wait, do we and have Pete? Wa- is Pete on the phone? Yeah, Did we I, have are you played a clip. We have Pete. You played a clip from <laughs> the thing. <laughs> Sounded so yeah. much like him. <laughs> he goes uh, and he goes. Hey, here's what John adds, and he hits the track, and John's bass is filling out like eighty percent of the sound of the <laughs> album. And then, and then he turns it back off, and he's like, "And this is all I'm doing." Da, and I was like, da, "Why didn't you say that to him da, when he was alive, douchebag?" Yeah, for real. <laughs> da, da, da. Da, 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 da. That's pretty much all Pete Townsend does. I learned real quick. The ass, uh, the uh, SG at a high watt. The ba- yeah, the bass player from uh, uh, Head East taught me something real when I was real young in a guitar lesson. Uh, Rich, uh, yeah, that's right. He, uh, we were playing. Yes. I was wanting to learn the Steve Miller song, and I think it was "Take the Money and Run." And it gets to the solo, and he just plays chords. Great song. He just plays chords real fast. Yeah. And uh, Rich laughed and said, "Ah, Pete Townsend solo." <laughs> yep. <laughs> so even do you know? I learned at a young age. I mean, age at least at least Luther Perkins. Did not respect at least Luther him. Perkins played inversions of the chord. I said at least Luther Perkins played inversions of those chords all the way up the neck. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's it, I, it always jumps out to me when I talk about classic rock with people. If I wasn't raised on it, it's because they didn't have a good guitarist. Right. My dad only mm-hmm. kept albums in the house where there was incredible guitar on it. No if rush. No I'm guessing. incredible guitar. No. <laughs> um, so I mean, like that's why it was like. You know, I Santana, never thought that. I never thought Black of that. Sand, but Rob, all but, this stuff uh, was there, but yeah, that's it. <laughs> I never put that together. But I, I always kind of put Rush and uh, and uh, the Who together. Not when I was young. Like they sounded like yeah, similar. Yeah. But I think it's. I think honestly, I think you're onto something. It's the lack of a guitar player. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I mean, really, though. Like, it's, you know, it's big chords. Ooh, oh, boy. Well, and I think that's why I like early, early Rush more, because Lifeson actually plays some yeah. solos yeah. and, and stuff. Hey, don't get me wrong. He's saying, awesome. That's... That guy's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but I mean, like... He's not a guitar But by the 80s, guitarist. he's gone. It's just synthesizer. Yeah. <laughs> well, Lifeson proved that he could do it. 
You yeah, know what I mean, I don't yeah. think Pete's ever yeah. done that. You know what I mean? So with right. Lifeson, it's like, well, that's that's an artistic decision they're making, you know, and and they're good enough to do whatever they want. Well, but you I told you, you guys, don't feel that way about Townsend. You know, he got pissed in the '80s and told him he was going to quit if they just kept playing synthesizers. <laughs> oh, really? He's like, I'm a guitarist. I'm a guitarist. I want to play guitar. I'm tired of this shit. I didn't know that. Um, and I've always loved that story where he. Kept, I'm trying to think of how polite Canadian he was when he told them. <laughs> this Excuse is me. Bullshit, eh? Excuse me, fellas. Hey, you know what? Hey, I've been working on a theory about Canadian politeness. I don't know that that's a Canadian thing so much as that is a Midwestern thing. And hear me out here. So, I'm not um, opposed to this already. Go ahead. Well, and I'm, but like, like we have the stereotype is is everybody from Canada says sorry and and mispronounces their O's. <laughs> but I don't think that that's true in British Columbia, and I don't think that that's no. true in Montreal. I no. think that's mostly true in Manitoba. And I think it's probably more true in Minnesota and Wisconsin than it is in British Columbia, for example. Yeah. So I, I think, think it's this very Teutonic German Midwestern thing that yeah. That you flows gonna tell me that everybody's super kind in Toronto? I'm not right. buying it. Right. It's right. A city. Right. I mean, I'm just saying it's a city. It's got city energy. I mean. Yeah. 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 So like I said, I don't no, think I'm it's a. You. I don't think it's a Canadian <laughs> Sorry, stereotype as much as should it should be an Upper Midwest stereotype. I, yeah, I absolutely I agree. So. I think that yeah, it's more yeah Minnesota. <laughs> then it is Canada. I was just thinking of uh, Ron Burgundy too when they're having their next big Anchorman war and Jim Carrey and them show up as the Canadian. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and they even are like, "We're gonna stab you to death." Sorry, I made a. Uh... <laughs> yeah, we're, gonna, we're gonna kick your head in. Sorry. I made a. Uh, I can't. I can't do it on the radio, but I did a reference from Anchorman two at a gathering the other night where everybody was. Quite a new, was it uh, part of the dinner the dinner discussion? Well, no, it was the scene. And it might be a deleted scene for all I know. Say what? Nobody knew what it was from except for my wife because I say it around her all the time. Um, but it's a scene where he's well, blind. He's, he's blind. <laughs> he's in the he's in the lighthouse, and he says, yeah. uh, he, you know, and the guys are like, Ron, you you, you really don't have it that bad just because you're blind. And he goes, I'm blind. <laughs> I tried to masturbate for three hours yesterday. I was just rubbing my shin. <laughs> and then he proceeds to put his leg up on the table, which then I, I also did, and says, tell me that doesn't feel like a hard beep. <laughs> and oh, my oh, wife, great. like everybody cracked up, but they were like, what are you? They thought I would have gone crazy. They didn't know I was an Right. Yeah, reference. he's off his rocker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just remembered. I'm sorry. It's early and I haven't slept. I haven't. I've got to get to this next week. So somebody sent me an audio file of someone claiming to be Fritzman's illegitimate heir. And I have what? I don't have that. I, I, I got to get that. it converted and sent to you. Okay. Okay. It's you'll on, have for next week's show. Yeah. <laughs> Remind me. I haven't slept. Hey, uh, b about the band earlier, uh, there, uh, Eastwood and the yeah, Prairie. Yeah, sorry, sorry. We, I no, sent no, us no. off on a, uh, on a who thing. Uh, Eastwood and the Prairie Wolves. We are uh, going to be debuting some of that album on old Lonesome Roy's show, Loy Addington's uh, show, um, on the 8th, I believe. Is that right? I feel like what, that's what right. What is this on? Right. March, March. Is this on WDBS? Yes, right here on our yeah. home station. So if you're listening to this show and you think, boy, these guys don't, what do these guys think they're doing? 
<laughs> we do we do other yeah, we, we do other think. things <laughs> and uh, uh one of the things is music so yes um, we've got pictures of things there that we're blackmailing them with that's how we stayed on the radio that's how they got this gig <laughs> it's completely illegal how we've done this <laughs> but yeah not to, yeah, i still remember how all this started eastwood calls he's like hey this radio station wants us to be on we'll get fired within six months so this shouldn't last very oh. long you guys want to help out <laughs> yeah let's talk about dylan albums you can you can be on every show or just every other show or whatever, whatever. and it probably won't last long and here we are like 12 years later <laughs> just slogging through we can't like what are we doing what are we talking about cheers, now mash, yeah, you know. oh man oh rob you talked about shogun uh earlier uh i don't, yeah. I don't know if it's premiered or not but i am excited about I fx's think it's uh, shogun and you talked about the original uh, Shogun, yes. which I, I'm gonna be honest, I don't know that. I know I love all my okay. samurai movies, but I don't. I don't know Shogun. The, it sounded like oh, a TV man. movie or something. You were Damn about. it! It was a mini series. I wish I could. T- I wish you knew it because Richard Chamberlain has this part where he's talking oh. to a Japanese woman. Oh, and he says. <laughs> He it sounds great. To really laugh. <laughs> I can't. I will do it till the day I die. Oh, it is man. so over the top for no reason. He's talking to her and she's like, you know, I, I enjoy something, something about you. And he's like, to really laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it just brought it all oh, back. Wow. He made me think of this. I want to watch it just for that line. Maybe I can find it. Oh, man. On, uh, yeah, it's worth watching like four days and then finally you get this uh-huh. just ridiculous over the top response <laughs> okay before we get into uh, northern exposure by the way we've been uh, northern exposures on amazon prime and we've been it's one of my favorite shows ever robbie's never uh saw it so we are going through it episode yeah. by episode before that though uh I lied to you, Shark. I'm sorry. I told you Dick's the Musicals on Amazon. I don't think it is. It's on HBO. I, I realized later. Oh, it's on what? It's on uh, It's on Max. Excuse me. There we go. Max. <laughs> For the sponsors. Got to get that right. We, no. can't, we cannot I bring up I swore to God. I swore I was watching it shall on. shall not be uh, named. No, no, no. I swore I was watching it on, uh, on Prime. And then a day later or so, I was flipping through Max. And I saw it on there. And I thought, crap. It's on Max, not Prime. Uh, uh, if you haven't seen Dick's the Musical, <laughs> Robbie, are you planning on watching Dick's the Musical? I am planning on watching it. Good absolutely. God, I haven't. You guys remember uh, remember the movie anything. Dick? Oh the yeah, comedy. Yeah, I wasn't very good. Two, yeah, with the uh, Reese. Oh uh, no, uh, what's the two her girls name? and what was it? Yeah, the movie Dick. It with, basically, uh, it was like like girl two and... girls bumble their way through creating Watergate. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't uh, um, doesn't yeah. uh, Rhea Perlman's husband from Cheers play Nixon? <laughs> oh yeah, Eddie. Eddie, Eddie I think you're right. It, I think it might be yeah, Eddie. Yeah, deep cut to get to that. Yeah, he died. <laughs> in a, he died by getting hit by a, a Zamboni machine. A Zamboni, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. He yeah. got but right no, on uh, the slowest machine on earth. That's right. Well, no, he saved a kid. He, he pushed a kid out of the way, and then he died. That's right. That's I know right. my yeah, cheers lore. Yeah, somewhat of a heroic death. Try if me. Got to hear Try me on some cheers lore. Uh, <laughs> I know it. Uh, but yeah, Norm, what's Dick, up? Dick's My musical it's cold outside. <laughs> is I haven't laughed so much at something as Dick as as I did Dick's the musical <laughs> in a long time. 
<laughs> it's, I hope it's um, not like cats. I'm ready for something it's like that. So it's so absurd. Been a long time since I watched a movie that just God, made me cry laughing. It's stupid, man. It's the stupidest thing I've seen. That's the best. Uh, and I, from what I know, it's it was a UCB production. Um, What's that mean? Uh, so UCB is Upright Citizens Brigade. It is the oh okay okay all, okay. all things improv in California in LA. There's two of them yeah. in LA, and uh, so if you you know if you are an up and coming hot comedian or you, uh, improviser, you get a show at the UCB. And uh, this was a, a full on musical that started there and kind of evolved into what it is there. And then I think it was an actual maybe production somewhere. I'm not. I don't know where production went after that. But you can tell that the jokes are just razor sharp honed. There's no, <laughs> there's no downtime in it. it it's like you have to. I was continually backing it up because I was laughing over jokes that I didn't hear. Um, <laughs> to see, not to spoil anything, but to see. Uh, uh, oh shoot! I just blanked out his name. The the lady is uh, Megan Mullally, and oh, I I've never seen her be so fantastic at anything in my life oh that's that's awesome and then nathan lane to see nathan lane legend nathan lane um uh spitting out chewed up ham into the sewer boys faces because it's the way you have to feed them i mean oh lord i mean it doesn't get any but he has lines like should we have a third bottle of wine i know it's only noon but christ we're not baptists <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's it's so stupid i i hope you enjoy it it is of course a musical i hope people realize it has music in the title oh, no. it is a musical oh, and there are a lot oh, of musicals oh. and they're all really dirty and uh, oh, it, it reminds me a bit of south park the musical just a little bit like i i, I think okay. even the most hardened a-hole would be won over by it eventually because it's so stupid. There's you, so for some reason I thought it was going to be like Spinal Tappy, but you're saying it's a musical. Okay. Oh no, yeah, it is literally a. It is the Parent Trap, but it's a musical about twins who happen to be the worst like big D energy salesman guys you've ever met in your life. <laughs> um, who find out they have twins, and then the two crazy parents uh, they're trying to get them back together. Oh, boy. That it's, is straight up parent trap. It's straight up parent trap. I think they even call it out a couple times. They're like, who's who? <laughs> the parent trap <laughs> reference. I highly, highly recommend it. Like, we were, honestly, after it was over, we were like, people should win Oscars for that movie. <laughs> that movie was so insane and out of the box. That <laughs> I can't. Like, here's, I, can I just give you one joke? So at one point, Someone sees somebody they haven't seen, and they say, oh, my God, how long's it been? And the other person says, 260 years. And they say, what? And they're like, since the French-Indian War. <laughs> no, I meant since we saw each other. Oh, well, it hasn't been that long. <laughs> Why do I feel like Shark would make that joke? <laughs> like, it's so, so stupid. There's no logic where any of it goes. And I think that's why I enjoyed it so much. You can't guess where it's going to go because it's so insane. There's no like, well, I've seen this before a hundred times, even though it is a parent trap. Um, I haven't finished True Detective yet. Have you finished True Detective? Yes, and I'm dying for you to finish it so we can talk about okay, it. Okay, I'm going to finish it this week. I don't I promise. Say anything um, else. I'm up to the penultimate uh, episode there. Okay. And um, okay. I enjoyed it. My only gripe so far with the season is... 
I've I, all right. True Detective, I love it for many reasons. Um, the atmosphere of the of the show is one thing. The um, uh, the theme that there is something just below the surface of wholesome America that is that is the yep. evil presence there. I've always yeah always absolutely. loved that. The first story I ever wrote in like third grade was a story about a uh, about some uh, some farmers who were basically. <laughs> <laughs> like sacrificing <laughs> children for the harvest, and I hadn't read. Man, any, should have told us a lot. <laughs> I hadn't read any Stephen King at that point. You know where did I get that from? Um, but anyway, I like that. I like the, the touch of the paranormal, or just go for it. Um, and then thirdly, I like the obsessiveness of the detectives and the detecting. There's no detecting yeah. in this season. The, the only there was a couple <laughs> first episodes. Now the only detecting that happens is Jack, or whatever the heck his name is, shows up with a piece of paper every once in a while and be like, I figured this out. Guess what? The president of this thing turns out to be tied in with this guy. I want to see them discover that. This should have been nine episodes. It should not have been six episodes because there's no detecting going on in the show. It's all just true, I guess. Yeah, yeah. No, and just wait. Um, Wait till the finale. That's all I'm gonna say because if you think okay. if you think they needed if you think they needed nine, <laughs> brother, I'm gonna tell you they needed twelve. <laughs> Great. Well, I can't wait to get into it. I'm excited. So, I still like it. Way, it's, it's one of those oh, like I'm not absolutely. mad at it, but I, I was kind of like, come on, it's just a kid on the internet. Basically, it's what it turns yeah, out to be no. every time. And um, what's funny is is Sam and I watched it together religiously because. Samantha would leave me for Jodie Foster in a heartbeat. Um, only yeah. I would try to go faster, but of course Sam would have the luck. I tell you me. what, she's banging um, everybody in that town, and you'd probably have yeah, a good chance of that character um, anyway. But but like Sam and I have the exact same reaction to it immediately. Like we, were, I was, she was at her house, I was at my house, and we watch it live together. Yeah, and we text during it. Yeah, and. Uh, immediately her and I said like the same shit. It was coming in like my text to her text, you know, on and on. And then the next day we find out that like 99.9% of the population completely disagree with us. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. So you clearly didn't watch the same show as me. So, okay. okay. All right. Well, Um, I'm I'm excited to see what your take on it is. Uh, Yeah. That's my only beef. I, 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 that that penultimate episode was weird. It should have ended at a certain point where it didn't end. I agree, and I, I, was, I bet I, I bet you and I could pick out the same spot. Oh sure, it was after some, you, just oh, a few well, minutes. Spoilers, yeah. I don't care. You should be watching it. Yeah, you it, should it, be watching. It's it. right after the gunshot. I'll just say that it's right after the big gunshot. Yeah. it should have ended right yeah. there, and it didn't. Yeah, and I was it like, should've. I was like, it we need faded the, to black. We right need there. the time to to digest that. Instead, they were just like, yeah. here, you clean this up, and uh, we're gonna go on with. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like what? Yeah, we're what gonna are you go doing? do this. <laughs> Insanity. All right. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, we got that out of the way. I think next weekend we'll be on uh, uh, Lonesome Roy's show. It's the weekend of the March, whatever that Friday would be. Nice. nice um, so nice, you'll nice. have a little preview. Oh, Daddy Eastwood here is getting a hand surgery here pretty quickly. Um, oh, boy. And I can't play guitar right now. So what we're going to do, which I'm more Well, Radiohead said anyone can play guitar. That's true. So I'm just saying. (laughs) That's true. Named after Stephen Toblowski. Oh, Uh, shit. This just came in hot off the press, boys. Boys, we have got to go to the 2024 Illinois State Fair. One, because Jason Isbell is playing there, which I can't believe. But Motley Crue is playing the grandstand. Jason, I just saw it online. Jason Isbell is going to be there on a Sunday night. I think I'm getting tickets and going. 
Well, yeah. Um, because I've never seen him live. And I love him. And, he's good live, yeah. And, and he's going to be in Chicago, Dude. but with my schedule, it's not going to work. Should we go to So P. I can Motley blow Crew. off a day of work, and I'll go to Springfield. But we got to go. Gonna, we got, I think it in, might be back be in back. Evansville. In oh, my God. Wait a minute. I seriously think we go up. We Saturday <laughs> night, we see Motley Crue. <laughs> We we vomit, we we laugh, we cry, we hurl, and then the next day we have our palates cleansed and our lives saved by Isabel. This is I my plan that. for us. I do that. No, that's a pretty. I good think plan. we got to do it, boys. I yeah, think my, we got to uh, do it. My wife talked me out of going to the uh, Madame Web uh, and, and heckling. <laughs> <laughs> Fear that I might get arrested or something. Dude, if we just pick like a Wednesday, that's what I like was the thinking. earliest showing in like Marion or Mount Vernon. There won't be anybody there. <laughs> that's what I thought. It's like, like it'll just be true. us. That's yeah. true. The worst is when you ruin so, it hey, for one person, though. A whole theater of people ruining. That's not the worst. But if there's just two people in there and you ruin it for them, then I I'm telling that. you right now, me, Bill G, and Copple ruined Queen of the Dam for a bunch of young kids who showed up to watch that girl that the girl who died. Malia. Yeah. Aaliyah, it was Aaliyah's Aaliyah, last like only film. Yeah, and we just I mean hurled insults the entire movie. Mystery Science Theater meets Entourage meets three drunk guys. <laughs> like that's what it was. And it was ugly. And I think these poor kids got up and left at one point. Oh, <laughs> because man. we couldn't stop. Well, we were bad. Back. We were bad. Wow. Yeah. Um, we should have paid those kids. But anyway. You should have paid those kids. Um, I don't know what the heck that means. Oh, the purge. I don't need to talk about that. Rob, you had a hot take before we get into Northern. Okay, I, I got a hot take here, boys, and I need your help with me on this. I only okay? have medium takes right now. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah. No. 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 I'm gonna need this. So let me let me preface this by <laughs> Sunday night. Uh, I didn't want to watch um Northern Exposure yet because I wanted it to be fresher because I've been watching them too early. Yeah, and then I'm coming in the show, and I feel like I'm behind you guys. Like, oh shit, I got to remember that. I need to do that too because I'm watching separated. I got to wait later. I want to start watching them together because I've I've been watching one, and then I watched the one like right before the show, so that one's fresh in my head, and the other one's not. Yeah, I got up this morning, got my work done, and just watched them back to back, and was just gonna text you guys that I was done and ready, and you hit us up. Okay, here it is. Sunday night, I didn't want to commit to anything because it was Sunday night. I had to go to work the next day, and I was talking to OG. Through text, you know, making sure he got back to Texas safe, mm-hmm. and I t- and I just was like, is there, is there anything on Netflix? So I turned on Netflix, and they were broadcasting the SAGs live, Whoa. and I didn't know this. And so, and by the way, I love award shows, and I love the SAGs. Okay, I've always loved the SAGs. So I turned it on, and one, this is like a side note. This isn't even the point. I'm going to try to find the clip, unless you guys have seen it. Breaking Bad, the whole cast is there except um, Esposito. Okay. And they're introducing, like, what a best drama is. He's, and he's probably begin- busy filming the community movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, at one point, he, um, Brian Cranston's introducing it, and then the, the woman who plays Skyler is like, E for excellence, and she explains excellent acting, whatever. Well, then it comes to Odenkirk, and he's like, I, holy shit, I am not spelling out this whole word. This is ridiculous. And then Airman Trout starts dropping F-bombs oh, no. every other word. And I don't know how much of it was. And by the way, Ed, uh, Idris Elba was the host, and he dropped a few F-bombs. Oh. So I can't tell. Was it a bit 
Or did they take the bit too far? Or did they just go off script? I don't well, know. I, if, but that's it, not even the point. If it's airing on I Netflix. I want you guys to see it, and I'll try to see it. Uh, do what now? If it's on Netflix, maybe they just didn't care. The, uh, that's right? what I'm hoping, that you can just rewatch the thing, and you can even skip around to it. But here is what I want a hot take on. Mm. And I literally, I want to hold my mouth oh, to see what you guys say, because I have an extremely hot take. Extremely. Here's all I'm going to say. Downey Jr. wins Best Supporting Actor in a Drama for Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. Still haven't seen it. He goes up on the stage, and he makes a couple jokes, like his self-deprecating thing, which I love. Yeah. And then he just starts listing actors. And like one of the first ones is Anthony Michael Hall. And then he just keeps listing actors. And at the end of it, he's like, these are people who protected me. They worked with me. They helped me build my craft. Um, they were friends. They looked at, you know, he goes on. It's very, very <clears throat> short, sweet. Mm-hmm. Then he highlights his wife. Okay. It's over. My the wife. Day, Sorry. <laughs> my wife. The next day, he is being vilified on social media because one of the names he mentioned in the list of actors was Mel Gibson. Hey, man. I okay. heard uh, Mel Gibson. That's, all I, that's, all, that's what I want to throw out. Well, what I know, do you think about um, him being vilified for throwing out in the middle of all these names yeah. Mel Gibson? Well, I now, know. If you need backstory, I can give backstory. No, I was going to say Mel I know Gibson the backstory. I know that Mel Gibson. Thank you. Will you will took you throw it out there? Well, I I just know that when he was down and out back when you know strung out on drugs, Hollywood wanted him. Hollywood yes. had given up on him. I, Gibson basically took him in and said, like, "Yes, I'm. You're okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna get you through this." And got yes, somehow, I'm an alcoholic. I've battled with booze. I know what you're going through. Yes, yeah, yes, yes, yes. And, and uh, basically, he well, he did help him in a big way. So yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. You know, he's mm-hmm. in. He's. I, I. I have a a weird relationship with Mel because I love his old movies that he was in. Yep. He's even yep. got a couple new ones that I'm like, all right, he's pretty damn good in that movie. Hey, Fat Man, he was good in. I'm sorry, Fat Man was uh, a good time. Uh, what's the one with him and Vince Vaughn? Uh, they're dirty cops, dragged, drug, dragged oh. across concrete, like that. that oh, okay, that movie's great. Um, he's he's great in it. Um, is he a good guy? No, but you know, I, I'm and we talk about it all the time. I'm all for second chances. I'm all for third chances. Um, Jesus Christ, my life would and, be a, exactly. I would be somewhere uh, else if I didn't have about my 10 wife and second I, chances. My wife and I were talking about the fact that Shane, the Shane Gillis, hosted <laughs> SNL this previous weekend. Yeah, and he was the guy that got kicked off before he ever began because he made a, a joke about an Asian person. Uh, I think he did a voice on a podcast, you know, fifteen years, twelve years ago or something. Yeah, and we were like, there has to be a cutoff at some point because, first right. of all, he's not that old. It's not like he's sixty. And he was a grown yeah. man when he was making and found these choices. At 50. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you know, God, like you have to give people second chances. It just, you know, especially about something like that. Hell, it's not like they're uh, raping people or murdering people. Like Bill Cosby right. has, has I was no more say, chances. Nobody says anything bad about Mike Tyson these days. He seems to that's, be. I thought yeah, that. I think that's a good like, yeah, he actually did some really awful He served things, his time, you know? I think. Yeah. Is there, is yes, there he did go to prison yeah. and did his time. Yeah, but still. <laughs> no, so, here, so here's my hot take, okay? All right, what's your hot take? Downey Jr., from what I can tell, in the last 15 years or so, has been on the right side of history. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't see him do... I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, even Tropic Thunder, you know what I mean? Like, he, he handled that with grace when he took the heat for it and everything. So, yeah. my point is, here's a guy who's just up thanking people who saved his life yeah, and, people and helped him be an him. actor and got him to stand on this stage. He didn't say, hey, I know Mel's a racist, and I think that's awesome. That's why I'm thanking him. Yeah. That's not what he was doing. And the people, and so I, to me, the people attacking him, far worse than anything he said. Okay. That's this is where I'm going. I am finally to the point where I'm I'm sick to death over this stupid. You you literally cannot say anything. Even a, I understand context matters because I know sharks chopping at the bit to take me to task on the details, and I deserve <laughs> it. But what I'm saying is, context matters. Well, yeah, but if you're in thinking this context, again. he was Whatever. not thanking racist Mel Gibson. He's <laughs> no. thanking a friend. Who saved his life? I think it's okay to thank someone who saved your life, even if they are a POS. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't and that the best of us? Wouldn't the and I was going to say, and if you as a person can't pull that nuance out, you're a problem. You well, are part of the it, problem. I was going to say, I think that is an example of the best of us. The person who can say that this racist person is who is not a good person can still thank them because you know what. That person saved my life, and if I don't yep. thank them, what kind of person am I? If I just turn my right. back on them, I was a POS when he right. saved me. Maybe I can yes. help him right now. Maybe he's not yeah, the guy you the think. Way, Here's my hot take, Rob. You know, way, know, you want to know my hot take? Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Hollywood yes. has always known what Mel Gibson was and is. They yep. tolerated yep. it until he got caught. Once he got caught, now oh, you got. shouldn't work with him. Bullshit. You and worked, you worked with him, and you knew exactly star. what he was. There are many Mel Gibsons out there working right now. They yes. haven't got arrested and, he was and got on tape as yet. as big a star so, when they yeah. took him down. And I had still watch Lethal Weapon every Christmas. So. <laughs> had it been 1980s Mel Gibson and this climate had changed, they would have found a way to defend him and make it okay. Absolutely. But he it was, seems, his it star seems to me, fellas, that the, the key is growth um, and what you do with the yes. second chance, right? Yeah. So, yes. Absolutely. And Robert Downey Jr. has proven himself, you know, worthy of, you know, the, the second chance that he got, if you will, yes. because he's shown growth. And I think that's, yes. and, and yeah, I, I, I'm, I agree with and you. And Mel showed context. a lot he's of growth not, by growing that beard. Yes. That beard. Well, that's, and that's the question. Like, you know, I mean, you know, has, and I don't know, has Mel growth, has Mel shown growth? You know, what it was, has Mel gotten a second chance? What did he do with it? I don't he know. Finally, yes. don't he care. finally got that, but, you know what, in the hot tubs, what I heard. He, got, he was pretty, oh, he was probably oh, pretty, he was pretty excited about but that. But see, this is, this speaks to the point, Shark. It's not like it's hidden that Robert Downey Jr., it was, it was an award show just a couple years ago where Robert Downey Jr., introduced Mel Gibson and basically said, has he made mistakes? Yes. Did he do some things that were deplorable? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. so did I. And he overlooked it and helped me get my life back together. And maybe he deserves that kind of stuff. So it's not like these people on the internet would have to find some obscure moment to get the clarity on this. They just don't want to see the clarity of it. And that's what bothers me. Yeah, yeah, I, no, yeah, I'm I understand. You, but I, I'm but it's also like, you know, extremism on both sides. It, you know, I mean, the middle yes. is generally where the sweet spot lies or somewhere yeah. between those two extremes. And, you know, and on I the one extreme, quote, it's, it's I ought to be able to say anything I want and to hell with yes. you if you're offended. And that's not yeah, okay. And on the other hand, okay. you know, it's not okay to say you can't say anything. But then again, you know, if like, 
literally changing one word that I use, you know, makes other people feel better. That, that sure. seems like a no brainer, right? Oh, you know? yeah, yeah. So, I agree. Yeah, yeah it's it's sure. like you I said, agree. it's it, there's and there's no nuance in the discussions anymore. Yeah, right. Right, and and when you said that about the middles, the sweet spot. I'm going to do it. I'm going Pearl Jam on your ass. Oh, there ain't no. going to be any middle anymore. <laughs> right? There, there's <laughs> yeah. just, it's over. And I don't know where it happened because it's people on the left that are crucifying him. Oh, yeah. Like right. it is. They're right. the ones Absolutely. that are all like, oh, my God, I loved him. I can't believe he's doing this. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's not what he did. Like you're just looking for someone to just, it's like, we're just going to grind over the minutia of something someone says oh, yeah. and then just drag them over the rocks for it. Well, you know like, me, I Rob. Just, Unless you're talking about cigarettes, I've always said that moderation is the key. <laughs> exactly. Well, and all things in moderation, even moderation. Hey, well, so um, <laughs> That's right. Speaking of. I love that. All, I love that. Speaking of, all is vanity. That's the, that's the episode name of... Uh, Northern. Oh, by the way, thank you for letting me rant on that, guys. Oh, absolutely. I appreciate you no, talking to me I, about it. It's I'm glad you brought it up yeah, for no, two days. I didn't know anything about it. <laughs> uh, yes, All is Vanity is the name of uh, Episode 3, Season 2, Northern Exposure. Oh, uh, you know what's funny? It made me think of a poem by um, the first American woman poet who completely becomes important, Anne Bradstreet. She has this line in her poem, Adieu, Adieu, All's Vanity. Well, is that what Maggie reads? And as soon as that's brought up, I couldn't help but thinking, like, oh my God, there, and there's poetry in this too. I was going to say, is awesome. that is the, what does Maggie what does Maggie read at the end? Is that her? I think that's a Shakespearean sonnet. Oh, okay. But don't quote me on that. I didn't have time to dig into it because <clears throat> I but thought I think it might be a Shakespearean sonnet. Maybe is it or is it Chris that says all is vanity uh, at some point? But he says it over and over. But she reads a poem. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. it all was clicking in my yeah. head. Okay. But he says it in Latin. Yes. Yes. All is vanity. Uh, yeah, we got a great scene to open up the show. Uh, it seems like what a weird episode. It starts off with a guy arguing about Labrador Retrievers being the best hunting dogs. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and he's drunk, and Holland has to kick him out of the old brick, and it just turns Shelley on like instantly. Yes, it is. William Shakespeare saw it at one sixteen. Ah, I'm so that. proud of myself that I could just tell by the language it was it was the bard. The bar, <laughs> the great bar. I'm pretty sure 17 is buried on Oak Island, but yes, yes. <laughs> um, Holland kicks him out. Wait, Shelly's turned is... on. We go to post uh, sex with them. Shelly notices that he has a turtleneck on Johnny, which uh, Johnny comes back a lot. They refer to Johnny. <laughs> I can't believe they did it. Like it felt like only Seinfeld could do an episode like this in late nineties. Really? And they're though. pulling it off. And, and like, this is ninety one or nineteen ninety one. Early nineties. They're pulling this off. Yes. And it was so. Yeah, it's, think about that. This is only like four what? years removed from Alf. It's uh, it's Seinfeldish <laughs> because of the way that they <laughs> they built their own world in the whole like Johnny. They had their own terminology for things. Yeah, very Seinfeldian. Yes. Um, but yeah, so they need a turtleneck. <laughs> He's got Johnny's got a turtleneck, and as soon as she mentions it, you can see Holly is like, "Uh oh, Shelley just doesn't like something." <laughs> <laughs> and we see, uh, oh man, the town is just covered in snow. It's, there's so much snow there that makes you like, yeah. oh, God, I bet filming this was a bit of a treacherous time. <laughs> um, we're in the office. Uh, he's talking about uh, getting circumcised, and uh, Fleischman talks him <laughs> out of it. And then there's a dead guy out there. Mm -hmm. Finally, there's a dead guy, right. number nine. 
uh, uh, number nine is dead, and we get this great scene. Uh, well, first, first Maurice meets her, or Maggie meets her dad, and she's dressed like Barbie, essentially, I think Jill says later. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's it's great. But then uh, you're back at the brick. Uh, Shelly, um, uh, they're still talking about the circumcision, and she is all about it. Once she hears that Holly wants to do it, even though he's been talked out of it, She's like, nobody ever did that for me. Wayne, she's always talking about Wayne and her other boyfriends. But then we get to the part I want to talk about. <laughs> Maurice is uh, inspecting the body of number nine, the, uh, <laughs> the, the dead guy. Now, is this just like, was this uh, the actor's choice on day? You think this was scripted that Maurice is this uh, carefree around a corpse? Is, or it is didn't this, seem like it. Or is this Maurice's like macho guy? You know what I mean? Like this doesn't bother right. me um, so much. So like whistle through the graveyard to the extreme type of a thing. Um, I couldn't quite figure it out. I I, I was dying laughing. <laughs> I, I well, thought it was yeah. like this is what life is like here. Yes, you know, that, death is a reality. We deal with it all the time. Yes, and you have to deal with it this way. Like you know, we can't put him in the freezer because it's full of meat and up here where we live meat is meat, more precious than priority yeah anything yeah so I, I just took it as like this plus maurice is the man man which by the way the That's irony I... of the name maurice as a man's man <laughs> is a whole nother subject but um yes i but, love uh, i love yeah. that he's he puts on a big show there uh just to see if he can scare fleischman a little bit Marilyn just kind of yeah. looks at him like what are you doing uh, uh, he's going through the pockets. He does that whole whole big show, and uh, yeah, my uh, my grandpa he uh, he like helped embalm his dad. <laughs> so, like, oh, wow. um, but but he used to when somebody would go to a funeral, he would often say, "Hey, you want to go see old dead man?" <laughs> that was his comment to uh, going to a funeral. Different type of breed. That's what kind of Maurice reminded me of there. Like, I'm going to be as cavalier as I can about this because that's just the way it is here. And Well, okay, so let me ask a question. How old is Maurice in the show? Do we know? I think he's, I want to say he's in his, I want to say he's 55, 60. Okay, so if, what let's say think? he's 55, what? 60, and the show's taking place in, let's say, 90. Well, he's an I mean, astronaut. This is a dude from, so. you know, a whole different period of time. Like, that's my point is, um, mm -hmm. and if he's lived in Alaska his whole life, he saw Alaska when it was not on the edge of the Riviera. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, was... you get, uh, eventually, you will get stories about how, how about him, about young him and Holling and, like, in their adventures. In, oh, that sounds cool. In the rough Alaska back in the day. Um. <laughs> See, I took his cavalier attitude about death to uh, to be more symbolic of the fact that he had been an astronaut and the whole test pilot. You know, everybody, all your friends die. You see it all the time. Yeah, and if they're uh, in outer be. space, there's a good chance they're going to die. Well, yeah, I you know, well, I ask stuff like that. You think, because, think the right stuff, you know? Yes. Uh, yeah, you're right. Um, I, I think of that kind of thing because I, I the show is very well written. I, I don't think they're just throwing out things for characters to do without right. having some thought right. into it. Um, yeah. And when it, when yeah, it seems they, a little off, in, I, tap. I, yeah, I want, I want to think about it. Um, uh, let's see here. What else do I got here? Uh, I got, I know what I, I know something I noticed. What? Yeah. What do you got? If it's the episode that I, you know, cause watching them back to back kind of jumbled them for a second. Yes, yeah, but, it did. 
I think we have technically, if you want to get into it, like three, maybe four town meetings, and one of them's a dream <laughs> sequence. Right. So even so, like, there's uh, the whole town has That's to be a part of everything going on, and yes, even over even the dream. radio, we're discussing yes. his circumcision. Yes, like, I it, feel, it's on the radio. <laughs> I feel so bad for Holling when he's sitting there and he's listening to Chris and like Ed's like, "Ouch!" and like every you know, every the whole town <laughs> is in. No. Yeah, when you get Holling's dream about it, yes. it happening, the town is there. He's got Ed. He's got everybody yes. just looking over and looking at Johnny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just so think about it. they've got town meeting in the dream, town meeting over the body, town yep. meeting over the funeral. Yep, and yep. it seems like there might be one more at some point. Well, there's a town so hall. Like, there's one in the next episode. I bet. That's what you're yeah, thinking oh, of. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, they have. Uh, I love the. Uh, yeah, they have a town hall about what to do with him. Um, uh, we have. Uh, he's, no, ours. he's ours. He's ours. <laughs> well, I yeah, love, yeah, I love that part. Yeah, it's I like, love what that you they want to keep. You're him. insane. Like and, and, and yeah, Ruth Ann says, "Well, he was a hardworking man. I could tell by his hands." And like everybody has their yeah. own story they've attached to him. Yeah, that right? they've attached to him. I love Chris's, and of course, Chris goes philosophical. Oh yeah, he's the mirror of all of us and what we will face someday. Right. I'm like, damn. <laughs> That's right. Hey, by the way, did you notice that when Hollings is trying to deal with everyone knowing about his circumcision, mm-hmm. he goes to a bottle of liquor. Yes, Did anybody he does. notice what the bottle of the liquor is? No, I didn't. What was it? It's Stoli's Russian vodka. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's Stoli's, dude. Well, <laughs> nice. at some point, there's a Russian character, and he tells Holling often that he has a Russian soul. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? They leave little thumbnails up, and I think I saw the Russian actor an episode or two away. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, they want to keep him. Holland starts drinking, and when Holland shows up at Joel's, uh, what <laughs> Fleischman <laughs> asks him something. He says, are you schnockered? Or he asks something weird. And he, yeah. I, when Holling starts talking about his about him and Johnny and everything they've been through, <laughs> just me and Johnny stitches fighting Jesse. That's right. <laughs> just out there standing in the moonlight, me and Johnny. Johnny's not afraid of no knife. <laughs> he said Johnny's got his own personality. It's so good. Um, and <laughs> well, these these two episodes, this the show like started hitting the notes that I remembered of the show. Yeah, you know what I mean, like I never absolutely. watched the show start to finish. Like you know, there's plenty of episodes I've not seen, mm-hmm. but this is what I remember the show being like. Yep. Yes, I, I'm with you. It, it's it's hit its stride here, um, and it's starting to recall things, much as Maurice when he's with the dead guy, he's talking about his brother who he lost a couple episodes ago. Yes. And what's right. Maurice's beef with that? You guys remember what his beef with him losing his brother is now? He owed him $8,000. He owed him $8,000. <laughs> it's the I principle. That, yeah. A man with my portfolio, you wouldn't think that'd be a big <laughs> deal, but it's the principle. <laughs> my portfolio. He's got to let a dead guy know how rich he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, man, that's great. <laughs> Um, Joel comes up. By the uh, way, how about when they have to do the autopsy? And so we're going to have to send certain organs. Oh, yeah. Cer- Will yeah. they come yeah. back? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the town is so... Yeah, <laughs> now, I love when Holly finally shows up for the, uh, 
for the surgery, and Fleischman is bound and determined to talk him out of this thing. Because, by the way, this was genius. This was a stroke of genius. Yeah, because yeah, Fleischman clearly could see the night before he didn't want to do this. Um, and you know, he maybe Fleischman's starting to like these people anyway. He goes out of his way to just you know make it seem like it's going to be horrible. And and then he finds the hickey on Holly's neck. Now I asked uh, my wife. I said, "My wife." I said, uh, what, my wife. "What was his next uh, thing to do if he if there wasn't a hickey? You think he would have found something else?" She's like, "Oh yeah, Flashman would have came up." Oh with something. yeah, he's sneaky yeah. and duplicative. She said, <laughs> "Oh no!" I was like, "Wow, that's pretty good." You know, you put, you know that's put a the stereotype st- that people reject <laughs> those Jewish people. I know. Thousands of years. (laughs) (laughs) To put the circumcision bit into context as far as what else was on TV, Blossom (laughs) was on from 1991 to 95. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for real. Yeah, Saved by the Bell was, and the big dark episode was Jesse was taking caffeine pills. Taking caffeine pills, yep. All those things were everywhere, though. You remember those? What they have oh, caffeine and pseudoephedrine yeah, on the no, no, no. yeah. yeah. at the gas station? It was cocaine originally. <laughs> oh, man. Of it course was it was. Oh, in that episode? In and, uh, and NBC yeah. was like, we are not doing cocaine. With a bunch I was going to say, I don't like, think they like even. These kids are dealing with this, and they're like, yeah. Not on this show, they're not. <laughs> when, did they, when did they even start joking about cocaine, you know, in, in network TV? It wasn't until the 2000s, was it? <clears throat> yeah, probably so. Like, I mean, well, you see, I every, I, the there's 70s, like two or there three. Was some jokey um, stuff on TV about it. Little inside baseball stuff. Yeah, look, in Yanda. <laughs> I was just say, like, you know, the community has three or four jokes about it throughout, you know, its entire run, you know, and that's what, 2015, 2009 to 15? I'll, yeah. tell you, I'll tell you the biggest joke about it is that Eric Clapton. Um, all right. So, so, but, yeah, Joel talks Her him out of the uh, – he, he, talks, he talks him out of it. Um, I love – he has a big acting monologue that, you know, the actor Fleischman, I hope, loved to give. The whole, like, right. the what can go wrong and uh, – uh, uh, how could I live with myself? Yeah, you'd be yeah. doing me a favor if you let me not. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. And then we have this touching uh, ending um, uh, to it. Where <laughs> He's a touching. It, well, yeah, it touched me. All the right places. There's a funeral. Uh, I wrote down all his vanity. <laughs> I guess because... Uh, the funeral's just great. It's so touching. It's so touching. Um, I wrote down all his vanity. I'm guessing because Chris was saying it there that it, uh, I like. Yeah. I love it when a title gets revealed. The titular words <laughs> come out is there. It, isn't talking. it Homer who loves when they say the the title? Or is it Peter Griffin? <laughs> maybe know. both. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, Maurice doesn't understand. I, I, I wrote that down. Maurice says, I remember he says, uh, I have a hard time following his train of thought sometimes yes, <laughs> about Chris's yes. hole. It's not that deep. Uh, and then Maggie's poem, I had question marks here. Who was it? But we've already figured that out. You got to it real fast. Um, and then we have this beautiful uh, native singing uh, as the body yes. uh, gets burned. And that's how the show ends, uh, which yeah. I was like, man, what an ending to a show in 1991. Um, I... Uh, well, I had myself, but I, I don't know if I was mature enough to really <laughs> comprehend a lot of things the show was talking about. Um, but I would love to s- talk to some adults from the time to be like, were, were you like blown away by this show or are you just like, this is weird? 
<laughs> um, you know both sh- can be true it's true <laughs> um yeah thoughts on it um i'd say it's pretty i'm gonna give it uh four out of five mooses there <laughs> i think we should start rating five these mooses. the way we moose burgers four out of five moose burgers i think i think we should i think we should give them racks you know like antlers you know five oh yeah five racks. racks yeah well, that's what kids say for the old uh, thousand-dollar bills <laughs> <laughs> these days. Let's get into um, it. How much I time t- do we I have? Thought, yeah, I, I watched like seventy maybe... interviews with John Five last night, and I'm stealing one of his bits. Which it was a thousand o'clock. You know what I mean? It was a thousand o'clock, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought this was an episode that seemed to hit what you guys have been telling me about for a while. Okay. Like this felt like the episode where right. it's all gelling very same, nicely. Same, okay. same, same. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. And then it's followed by another episode that gels a banger. incredibly well. Banger of an episode, I thought. Um, you know why you thought it was a banger? Because your girl was dressed hot throughout well, the whole episode of dream sequences. By the way, in her own dreams, she's even hotter. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, Maggie. Um, the name of the episode, uh, episode four, season two, Northern Exposure, What I Did for Love. Um, so yeah, we start with another dream sequence. This is like becoming a staple uh, of, the, mm-hmm. of them, really. I mean, if anybody has a stamp on dream sequences, I think it might be Northern Exposure. <laughs> we and by with- the way, they did a very clever job, I think, of making, at least me, maybe I'm dumb. I thought mm-hmm. it was Joel's dream. So when it pops up and it's Maggie... I yeah. Like, oh, I oh, didn't I think see that, that was, coming. <clears throat> I think that was a very intentional switch there to make you think, uh, like, yeah, because he, we've already seen him dream about her once at this point. Yes. So, uh, and the absurdity of them playing Clue and the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. We, we right. play Clue. I love playing Clue in this house. Of course, when I play Clue, yeah, but you can't play it with two people. I completely agree. Well, yes, <laughs> I, completely I'm with Flashman. Agree. Playing with two people is insanity. Out of the- <laughs> He's just stupid. No well, let me ask you guys this. Has you guys ever played Monopoly where somebody didn't cry? I've never played a game, full game of Monopoly. I played it as a kid okay, and was like, I've this is boring seen, and I cannot play I wouldn't play this say game. cry, but I've never seen one end where somebody wasn't pissed off. <laughs> yeah, well, that. right, right. I mean, but it's easy. I mean, there's the there's no strategy to Monopoly. Just buy everything, literally. Yeah. Anything you land yeah. on, buy it. If you have to take a loan, buy Think it. Think of it everything you know about capitalism and just take it to the worst version possible. Well, that like, that was the know, whole Elon that was the whole point of the game, yeah. right? It was a yeah. Warning. That was the whole point of the yeah, reason the woman created the game. Yeah, it was to warn us of the dangers, <laughs> like, and nobody is, got you know. it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. In the game of life, all I'll you have to do is catch a good job. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what really happens. <laughs> I never liked playing yourself? life, but I was always <laughs> loved those little peg people that you got to put in the car. Yep. The yeah. new version. I'll tell you what we ought to get going, boys, is like a, a board version that lasts for five years of Risk. The, you know, the oh, three of us okay. play a, I, yeah, I, I, a live oh, game okay. of risk. Axis and Allies will go on forever. We yeah. should play that. Jim I honestly thought you were going to say, oh, yeah, I, th- I thought you were going to say that we were going to uh, have a board game version of 2021 where you just bore the shit out of people. For- <laughs> <laughs> and you just go from rambling I do that every weekend with my guitar player, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, you pick a rambling topic and then see if you can stay on topic while uh, multiple people <laughs> try to p- pull you, you off topic. Talk each other. <laughs> <laughs> you say this, and then other people make jokes about the thing you're saying. <laughs> right. 
I've got a serious point here. <laughs> You'll never get to make it. Yeah, no, no. Time to heckle. <coughs> hey, by the way, what do we think of the fact that Maurice carries on an affair with a married woman? Yeah, what? And did, has how, been for a long, long well, time. Yeah, this, is, this is a long time. Shocked. I loved it. Well, I you know what he tells Joel, you'd be... Do you have any idea the amount of tail astronauts have to contend with? <laughs> See, right. That's uh, that was uh, the astronaut groupie angle is where I really clued in on yes. that part of the story. I thought it was yes. great. It's so weird. He's watching no. his own. I, he's watching his own liftoff tape from NASA. <laughs> while they're having sex, man. And which is it, phallic or sexual at all in nature? No, no. Dude, <laughs> like we have liftoff, and she's screaming <laughs> and. Uh, uh, I mean, Austin Powers literally spent five minutes on that exact joke. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. For real, you're right. Yeah, this was just a throwaway. In a, in a, yeah, yeah oh, but man. it's like, Maurice, I really thought, because he had a woman stolen from him that hurt him for so long. Yeah. That, that he would be so anti this, and we find out, nope, nope, he, he nope, he's okay with it. <laughs> not only yeah, is he not okay that part with that it. bothered him. Not only is he okay with it, he wants to talk about her husband a lot, which is like yeah, just oh, kind of oof. kind of weird. And I'm like, oh, the Maurice. horns are all over that episode. Yeah, it was it was weird. Um, I have uh, uh, Joel's going on vacation, and you, I kind of know. Even if I hadn't seen it, did you guys think Flashman was actually going to leave the state? No, no way. No. Because no. I didn't think they had the budget to shoot him in New York ah. for the entire episode. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm telling you right now, the special effects and him falling in that <laughs> one dream are effing horrid. <laughs> like, that scene I felt made like me I laugh was watching, so hard. I backed it up and watched it twice. Like, dude, I feel like I was watching, like, I don't know, um, what, what was that show I watched when I was a kid? Uh, Captain Briggs, <laughs> like, like it was the special effects on a local channel. Dude, that sounds like some KPLR stuff right there. I don't think that was on. <laughs> no, it was out of Harrisburg. Was out oh, well, of Harrisburg, yeah, okay, dude. well that makes that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap! Uh, yeah, Ingrid is her name. Uh, Ingrid, that's junkie. Now, uh, this is going to come back many, many, many times over. We're just about out of time for the radio show. I think we are. Right about now. Thanks for listening. If you want to keep listening, look us up on just about any podcast app out there for 20 and 21. Love you, WDBX. And yeah, we'll be on Lonesome Roy's probably this coming. If you're listening to this, it'll probably be the coming weekend, that Friday, like 11 or 11 or 12. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you. Adios. Um, oh, mother. Fucking son of a bitch. <laughs> I had to stop my fuck so many times. I had I've so had many a, I, I got a fucking empty house with a fucking shitting dog, and I am ready to fucking... Hey, before we stop, I don't want to interrupt the Northern Exposure, but I got sure. some breaking Spotify news. Oh, hell. So let's make sure we talk about that before we quit. Okay. All right, Spotify. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. <clears throat> Oh man! The fire is spotted. Ingrid, so Ru- Maurice is fucking this bitch. <laughs> Plowing this guilt to the point he almost dies in his sleep. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, he stops it, breathing several times. They sleep. Uh, <laughs> had anybody now, what, actually heard of sleep apnea back then? 
I mean, I now it's like too. everybody has it. You know, I mean, everybody's going to see everybody. Yeah, days, as but. soon as I saw it, I said, "Oh, this is the one where Maurice has sleep apnea." But then when he, uh, Joel brings it up, Maurice says, "You can." When he bursts in his office, he says, "You can watch me sleep for the sleep what whatnevers." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, what too big about, of a word. What about when he's talking about him? He's going. You're going to watch me sleep. Touch yeah. all over my body. Yeah, what are you he said, I'd have you crawl. You'd be crawling all crawling over me. All crawling all over me. That's it. Stinky. Stinky. <laughs> what the hell does Maurice think people are? <laughs> Which, by uh, the way, well, that's I it. He wants a doctor. In, he wants a doctor in town so bad, but he don't. You know, but he don't want to use him. Yes, <laughs> yeah, you gotta have a doctor. Yeah. But I'm not going to him. Yeah. Um, uh, I, you know how Joel falls asleep and has the super special affection dream? Yes, yeah, the great one. I didn't think he ever really watched him. So when he said, how's my sleep apnea? And he's like, I watched you for six hours. I was like, no, you didn't. You slept the whole time. <laughs> but evidently, they just, you know, like, we're supposed to go, okay, he did watch, but fell he asleep. Just, yeah, he morning. just happened to fall asleep there the early morning. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, Oh yeah, I I just have watching himself go into space. Question mark? Question mark? Okay. Uh, but no, this uh, something happens there that will come back several times. One time, maybe two times. There's just an entire episode that takes place in the uh, 1800s. Um, oh wow! Uh, but this is the story of Rosalind and Sicily. That, that Chris I love Joel telling the story and like Maurice is pissed off at the lesbian angle yeah, from the beginning. Yeah, right. yeah Chris his is coffee and angry. Chris, yes, and Chris is being 1991 as about as delicate as you could be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. he really is. And uh, Maurice and respectful is, the whole time. The tone is respectful. Absolutely, no jokes. And no Maurice is just—I <laughs> I wrote down. Maurice hates the truth. He, Maurice does not <laughs> like history. Because Hollis is like, this is all true. We know yeah. this. Yeah, I had a Maurice's special connection. Answer. And Maurice's answer is insane because he says that he can't follow Chris and all stuff, but he's like, but that's like taking Hectate and like he mentions some <laughs> other Greek goddess. And yeah. doing something so he has this complicated analogy, and I'm like, dude, how do you pretend you don't get what Chris says? But anyway, yeah, right, and right. and once again, the rest of the town, like Holling, is like, well, you know that they had a special love for one another. Like, yeah. he's like, you know, this hell, what are you talking about, Maurice? Um, now, what did you think of Maggie's dioramas of her of her dead All right, boyfriend? I'm, I'm gonna just I'm gonna straight say it. I didn't get it. I thought that was bizarre. Like, I'm just like. <laughs> Okay, I have liked Maggie a lot, and now I'm thinking she might be a serial killer. Well, I was well that's it, and, and, and how Fleischman's just like okay with it. Yeah. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah, you got diorama. I mean, this this isn't this isn't a, a shrine to Bob Dylan that you put into your recording studio that you right. know you you and your buddies are having fun with. This is creepy stuff. Yeah, this was real, not a joke. Right. Right. Well, there was yeah. There was no tongue in cheek about it. There are a few times where we reveal that Maggie is a little bit of an artist, but it is a bit. Um, I know they're using it for the uh, for the dream and like the black fedora analogy, and I thought it was a pretty clever bit of exposition to get out of the way in a creative way. I, I wasn't. I was a little a little bit like that. I think I know about it, like really know about it, because they come into play several in several episodes. Um, so it didn't strike me as probably as odd as it struck you, you guys, but, uh, but yeah, so you have her dioramas, <clears throat> just, yeah, remember those for later. 
Um, we got more clues. She has another dream, and now she's convinced that she is sure she's Fleischman's going to die if he takes this vacation to New York where he's going to see Sinead O'Connor. He keeps bringing up. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> I guess this was pre Saturday Night Live, huh? Thought, yeah, yeah, it had to be. Hey, uh, Billy Idol, what's with the bald chick? <laughs> hey, cue ball. Cue ball, corner pocket. <laughs> um, and oh my they, God, how fucking right she was. <laughs> oh, I know. Um, the messengers always are, and they get killed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but oh. goddamn, she was right. <laughs> yeah, um, the other thing that I thought was really interesting in this episode is Fleischman's, like, I don't know how to put it, Pro-Jewish anti-Semitism? I don't know what it is, but he's like admits yes. this yes. dude is blonde, he's changed his yep. name, yep. he cannot be Jewish, yep. and then tries to like I don't know, Jewish quiz. Well don't you think <laughs> don't you think like that completely just yeah. Don't you think that is because he has been there so long that he has realized his place there, as Shelley calls him in this episode, is an exotic Yes. Doctor. <laughs> that is, doctor. He's an exotic doctor that is there with him. There's so much wrong with that. And yeah. I, th- <laughs> I think that um, I think that he is like he doesn't want them to know there's a different type of person besides him. I think he's oh, being, I, I think he's being very stereotypical and thinking like this is this is what I have shown them. If they see this guy and he's actually like just some nice normal dude. Yeah, they'll know it's just, just me that's the asshole. They're, yeah, they're not going to think that's... Well, they're going to think, well, wait, Fleischman's just a jerk then. It's not because yeah, of where he came from and what right. he is. They came from the same street, it seems. <laughs> like, yeah. Really yeah. Right yeah. But they they're could, polar I mean, opposites. They're basically, yeah, absolutely. They're foils of each other <laughs> yeah. in every way possible. Dave. Yes. His name is Dave. <laughs> Dr. Dave. At one point, he... Uh, I don't know where I wrote it down here. But he makes a point to re- to try to uh, say something to Maryland in her language. Yes. And he says, I'm going to learn yeah. this language if it's the last thing I do. And Maryland, yeah, yeah, right. Maryland looks up at Fleischman and gives him this look. <laughs> yeah. We both just started dying laughing. <laughs> it was so like, see, Dr. Dave's cool. I wrote down... Yeah. I wrote down, Fleischman, tear down that gross wallpaper and paint your walls. <laughs> you have, what is wrong right? with you, man? His fucking walls are gross. Um, Dude, yeah, he's just left it like a shithole shack. Yes. And it's like he is not going to do anything to it. And it would not take and that much way, work. This dude immediately shows up and fixes a problem he's, that yep, he's fixed had radio. the entire, the entire, the entire season. <laughs> Flashman says something like, what are you, eight weeks later? I called the guy to fix this. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a wrench. It doesn't look like a hard fix at all. <laughs> we got a town meeting i thought it was but it's just chris he's practicing uh and then uh, his speech for founders day um, yeah you got maurice's uh, maggie's premonition um and you got joel and maurice's house so now that you get to see a little bit more maurice's house what do you uh what do you think about maurice's <laughs> surroundings a lot of wood I- a lot of wood. A lot of animals. <laughs> a lot of animals. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, this um, is where... Uh, go ahead. Well, no, I love that he... On the one hand, he's he is part of the most advanced technology 
in the history of the human existence that yeah. we know. Yeah. Yeah. And on the other hand, it is like wood cabin killing animals, mm-hmm. like like you know what I mean like it's it's such a I don't know, it's such a like contradiction that's perfect cuz that's who Maurice is. He is a yeah, contradiction. He is a contradiction. All turns. Exactly right. And that house, it had to be a real house. They use it so much and it's so big. You see every freaking room in that house. Yeah. Um Oh, excuse me. Um, is this the uh, Maggie tries to? St- oh yeah, yeah. Maggie tries to stop the flight. I didn't have anything about Maggie pretending Joel was her boyfriend. That was like yeah. the, least, the least thing was in that, that last that's episode. That's in the second episode, right? Is it this one or the last one? I don't remember. I, I can't I, remember. But I think it's the first it was, one. Like, I think it's the first it was, one. It was. Did. It was the least interesting part of exactly, that story. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's starting. To, he's trying. She's trying to get him to stop her flight. Joel's flattered. Right, he's like, "Oh, you care for me?" <laughs> yeah, so it's all. Um, Halloween, we get a little bit about Halloween talking about his background again, about uh, about elk and uh, killing, killing elk, and the fact he doesn't. The only thing he shoots him with now is uh, what's he say, Kodak film or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Fuji film. Fuji film. That's right. Um, yep. Ed, you got a reference. Ed talks about uh, it's a wonderful <laughs> life. And what what did Ed loan? What did Ed loan the radio? The he, he Ed loaned a Bruce's. copy of a, one of his movies. Yes, God. but what I love is is he was just so happy to have that put on the radio. Yes, yeah. nobody gives a shit. Nobody. shit except when Inga or whatever her name comes in. Yeah, whatever. Right. Name, she gives him the love, and he gets the smile. Like he somebody, so happy. somebody yeah. knows. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And it sounds like it sounds like a fucking slasher B movie slasher film. It's or um I I know what it is. I cannot think of what it was, but the, uh, but I had Red's Wonderful Life. He tells Flashman like it's it's like a wonderful life. Think of what it would be without you. And Ed and so and Flashman, Flashman dreams it. He, he <laughs> dreams it, and it's just the town loving Doctor Dave. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean they're glowing. They're just surrounding him. Just think yeah. he's the best thing in the world. Um, now I have this uh, big uh, little underlined here. We have a scene with Maurice and his affair lady, and he says to her, "I'm not Shepherd." <laughs> yeah. And he says, "You know how many times I think to myself, why wasn't it me? Why wasn't it me?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I really be- thought Shark would love that joke. Like, I did I too. Oh, I, no, I, no, I did. I did. <laughs> I, yeah. It was. Like, uh, as soon as he started, I'm like, "Sharks gotta be fucking one of this." <laughs> no, I was. I, well, I think I texted one of you guys. It's the, they ramped up the comedy, you know, pretty heavy in yes. these two episodes, yes. generally. But yeah, yes. I love that reference. It uh, absolutely because it gives you some insight, right? It tells you that that Maurice all of a sudden was in the running with the Mercury Seven, you know. So, yeah, I mean, like yeah, he was, you know, he that is puts a big him, deal. Yeah, like you might yeah. Thought, I'm yeah. kind of a big deal. Uh, and then we have chris at the town hall we got town hall meeting another one um and and, uh, chris is there he's talking about sicily and rosalind again and uh (laughs) you know i just seems like i want to know more about them but then it turns into and i have great big here they stole our thing 
it turns into he says, I think we should probably remember Dr. Fleischman while he's still here. Yeah. Because <laughs> now yeah, the entire yeah. town is convinced it's that Fleischman's gonna die. <laughs> yes, yep. it's our living funeral. That's what I wrote down. They stole our living funeral. I know, funeral. I'm saying the same thing. They stole Eastwood's living funeral. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But it, it it, uh, How about it, the good looking? It's not that good looking. It's he's not that good looking. looking. It's I, like I, bouncing like back me. and forth between people. <laughs> yes, and the one lady's like to me he is pretty cute or whatever. <laughs> um, but I love that. I uh, <laughs> just uh, the fact that they're the whole town is in on it. Nobody is like, don't listen to them, dude. Like, what are you talking about? She had a dream. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, yeah. Nobody. Yeah. The, everyone in town is like, yeah, because well, it went from nice to know Holland's you. girlfriend to everybody. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, it's. Uh, but I mean, this is like the take. circumcision once again. Everybody's in. Yeah, the private details of everybody's life, life yeah. and it becomes community property immediately. Uh, now, I love that uh, Flashman, or is it Maurice? Maurice tells somebody at some point, I just have this written down, a man likes sweet words from a woman before he leaves for a battle. <laughs> and by this time, they've all got Flashman spooked, uh... He 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 gives up. You tell he's he's given up. He's never he's not gonna leave. He I love that he goes and kicks Doctor Dave out of his office. Who Doctor Dave is already trying to take over. He's got all his gear hung up. It looks packed like packed his shit and put it in the corner. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, <laughs> like this guy's never coming back. Kicks him out. Um, and then you have Maurice busting in with the line I said earlier. Okay, damn it. Watch me sleep. <laughs> Turns out he's just allergic to a mohair yeah. sweater. Who saw that coming? Um, and uh, Joel has another dream? I don't remember that. I have a little note here. Joel dream. Yes. What's that? I don't remember that that was. Isn't this the one where he falls? Oh, that's the one where he falls. Yes. Because yep. <laughs> I think that's the last dream is the falling dream. Yeah, with you're the, right. Billion dollar budget CGI special <laughs> effects. <laughs> really? I mean, I think they just took um, the scene from Vertigo, the falling, oh, and just like ended it. <laughs> I was trying to figure out, like, is he just laying on a green screen? <laughs> is this early, early green screen, and they just have a weird screensaver playing? Okay, wait, I have screen. a serious question here, and this has been bothering me since the episode ended. At first, I thought Joel stayed because they'd spooked him. That was the real motivation. Yeah, but, but it I wasn't. feel like the real motivation was is he's pissed off he's going to be replaced. It's like his yes. pride. Yeah, he's absolutely it's not being in love pride. with Maggie. It's mm -hmm. not that he likes the town. It's, it's none of this. It's no, just it's pure none of it. Pride it's that pure pride. It's pure pride. me, and they and they mm -hmm. seem to like him better. They like him better. And I was like, wow, what and, a yeah. detail about him. Yeah, it really. Yeah, it was great. It really was just like I'm gonna not for spite, yeah, but like you said for pride. Like I'm not letting that happen. They, even though they probably would be better off with this guy, he seems. Yeah. <laughs> oh, definitely. Like he seems like he would love it there, but Fleshman, yeah, is <laughs> gonna give it up. For something for for a plane ride that's gonna crash, um. So yeah, he uh kicks Dave out and then he goes to Maggie's, and this is happens to me a lot in the show. Um, where I should be taking notes and I just get sucked into the show. 
I don't know what happened. I just know he went to Maggie's and he said, like, you have some feelings for me of some sort, right? And the next thing I know, it was over. And um, so I'm not, <laughs> so I apologize. Mm-hmm. I went a little blank there. But uh, but that's how it ended. Um, once again, no big, nothing's big result being resolved. Uh, 1991 television, pretty big deal. Uh, for yeah, we're just seeing the development of these people's lives. They're just like vignettes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there really is. There's There might be a, a thing, a problem or two solved. Um, right. Within it. I thought it was a good idea to put a G in that word. What's that? Vignette. Vignette. I'm, I can't spell very well, so. I didn't know there was a G. The only G in there this building is me. Because I'm an old there's G. You the know G, there's too many T's. There's yeah, yeah it's just a couple E's here and there. Yeah, it's, right. Yeah, yeah more I think it's a Frenchy word. Necessary. <laughs> and, yeah, hey, that, all right, that makes my sense. favorite kind. My favorite kind. Only of good words, French boy. word, cigarette. <laughs> hey, I had a completely a unrelated one. thought that I was going to throw out to you too. Because mm-hmm. I knew the show was coming. I'm driving home yesterday, and I don't know how I came to this question. But all of a sudden, I want to know how, and I mean, I know the demographics have changed, but I'm going with when I was living in the area. How did the Scheller-Waltonville area become so dominated by a Polish population, and eight miles down the road, Cesar became dominated with an Italian population? How did that happen in southern Illinois? And I have no idea, but it fascinated me. And I've been thinking about it, and I was going to tell true. both of you. For some reason, I've been thinking yeah. about this for a day and a half. Well, I don't know always, why. I don't, I don't know, know where Cesar, this came from. Yeah, you're right. Cesar is the closest uh, example. But then Dubois is Polish as well, and so is... Right. That, I, well, that's what I guess I was saying is Walton, so Shell, or uh, Dubois. That area so is all is Polish. But then once Ashley. you get to... But yeah, and then once you get to Cesar and Ducoin Heron, though, that's all... Italian. Yes. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Ducoin and Heron, yes. There's a split here down uh, going. Yeah. <laughs> going and east I mean, to west. Know, and sure. I mean, I know the mines would have drawn all kinds of workers, hardworking people. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, I get that this group, but why these two groups in this area? A lot of, Germ- so anyway, a lot of, a lot of Germans around here, too. A lot of, yes. a lot of, a lot of Dutch. Well, my, my mom's side of the family is all pure German. <laughs> it's like just German. <laughs> That's where we go with it. Germaine. Um, look yeah, at so I know here. it's just completely no. off the no, wall that's, shit, I, but I, I just, have I just no, threw it out there. <laughs> that's a, I wish, yeah, somebody, we need to find out, because that's a great question. I have no theory or answer for it, really, short of, yeah, mines, and uh, I, I don't know. Uh, it's all farm work, you know, this is where my grandparents Yeah, farms and mines was, was what would have been here. Three generations, and it was just all farm out here, you know. I think that's about all they did was cattle and train yard. That train went through here. Um, well, the Germans, the Germans settled the Midwest basically. The German, German, and that you have to take that term very, very loosely because there was no Germany until like what eighteen seventy one. Right. So you know, I mean, you know, the immigration, you know, from what's now Germany. Let's put it that way. You know, that's the largest immigrant group into the United States um, throughout our history, even even um, you know, post-colonial. You know, really period. bigger than the Irish with the two. Big oh yeah! Oh yeah! Absolutely! Wow. I, absolutely! That's, that's oh yeah! A, that's yeah! 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 German German heritage is by far the largest immigrant group to the United States, you and the, the Midwest is where the Germans predominantly settled. Uh, <laughs> well, b- before World War One, you did. That's you know that's when we started <laughs> ah, the Germanifying things, right? I mean, people. Well, yeah, we bashed Dachshunds and people changed their names. Me. And 
Uh, I know. love a uh, no meat Reuben. Oh my God! <laughs> Give me some sauerkraut and some marble rye and some Thousand cheese. Island dressing. See, I don't, I don't see how you guys can eat Woo. stuff like that and then be like Taco Bell makes me poop. Because <laughs> Taco oh, man. Bell's not real food. Gonna, I'm gonna sound like no, it's my real, mom. It's real food. I mean, you, you, know, like you eat it and digest here. it. Uh, if you eat like just a wad of sauerkraut, you're gonna be right for like a week. Oh yeah. Oh, you don't have to oh, be. Yeah. I mean, that's that's more roughage than I would get in a year. <laughs> um, looking ahead here, we got next week. We have spring break. Um, it says the city. Oh yes, the citizens of Sicily experience obsessive thoughts and exhibit Wait bizarre behavior. That's what we're going to be watching for next week because next yeah. week I'm literally on spring break. <clears throat> well, spring break, Whoa. the episode is called Whoa. spring break. It says uh, <laughs> the, the citizens bizarre ex- exhibit bizarre behavior changes while desperately awaiting the annual <laughs> The annual uh, Midsummer Festival. It's, it's, with no, it's, <laughs> it's the spring breaking, I think. I think they call it the breaking of the ice. Oh, and so it starts melting. So everyone, well, like there's a moment like when the ice breaks and basically everyone's just driven crazy by sexual tension and, and being, obs- <laughs> being, awesome. obs- being obsessed about uh, things. And, uh, so everyone it's going to be Fuckfest 1991. Like, yeah, like everybody's going to be f- like high tension, high tension. Um, and then they're waiting because they're like, once the ice breaks, like Flashman's like, you're all insane, of course. And they're like, once the ice breaks, you'll understand, like everything will go back to normal. <laughs> and then, yeah, episode, the next episode then is called War and Peace. And it is the, uh, the Russian opera singer comes to town that I spoke of. And his name's Warren Peace. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> Warren <laughs> Peace. <laughs> <laughs> him and his brother Justin Case are putting on shit. <laughs> hey, next week, can we figure <laughs> well, out? I hope they don't bring their other brother, Mike Hunt. <laughs> I want to start an episode sometimes in the near future where mm-hmm. we come in and goes on a very special twenty and twenty-one. <laughs> the boys look at it, you know, like something really serious that we never address, never deal with. Never oh, I love about. it. I wish if I had the time like I used to, I would have something like that on the beginning of every episode. <laughs> <laughs> I would have previously on with just bullet fire <laughs> yeah, explosions and someone. Well, here you go. You children. can you can do that intro for my Spotify news, which is a bit chilling. Oh uh, yeah, oh, yeah what's what that? The what thing? is the Spotify yeah, yeah. news? So Spotify and Ancestry, the DNA people, you know, the Mormons who are trying to get you into Mormon heaven after you're dead, uh, <laughs> they've teamed up, up and and like you can get your Ancestry DNA done and Spotify will create you a playlist based on oh, your Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's like racist as fuck. That's I mean, crazy. there's no way that doesn't turn out that way, right? Okay, so hang on. I Let's say... Say you have your ancestry, and it's all like Appalachian. I don't even so you got all this like. Folk I don't think Appalachian is an ancestry, have, but you have one percent African American. Are they then going to drop like Snoop in for one song? Or it's like what? Yeah, like, what is like, that going to be? Know. I don't know. Okay, I fear well, they just give you like I the Cleverly's version of gin and juice. Here's a, I, this is what I bet it is. Um, if you like, so when Spotify makes your wrapped list. They tell you the perfect place to live. And what that means is people in that area listen to the, about the exact same music that you do. 
Mine was okay. like a weird town in North Carolina, Utah, somewhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Near that was in North Carolina, and it, it it basically said like people. <laughs> it basically said people in North Carolina listen to Killer Mike, Run the Jewels, Talking Heads, Public Enemy. Whatever I listen to, like that's what they love there. <laughs> like you belong there. I'm betting it's something Jesus, like man. You're, you're I bet. They're I bet to herd people into places. Yeah, they are. I, I am 100 percent positive like, that my musical taste would not be a place that I would be welcome to live. <laughs> oh, I know. I was like, there's no way. <laughs> but I bet it's like, oh, you have blood from West Virginia. You'll like John Denver. <laughs> I guarantee it's something stupid like that. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it would almost have to be. Oh boy. Well, I, I mean, but but otherwise. your ancestry though, right? It's like Northern European or Sub-Saharan African, or you know, what I mean, true. it's not necessarily it's not, like it's not you know, American where you yeah. came I, from hundred years ago. I was thinking ago, it was you know, like where uh, you came from five thousand years ago or whatever. Oh, see, I was thinking right. it was mo- more of the uh, find your roots type of a thing. Like uh, that's what I was picturing. Uh, so oh, we maybe it is. So roots. like, <laughs> yeah, like oh, your dad was a, a slave trader. Like, oh, right, no. right, right, right. <laughs> so here's some Toby Keith. <laughs> you know, we haven't haven't talked about it in a while, but god damn, that episode of Atlanta that deals with that fucking issue. Jesus Christ, that's heavy. Everybody needs I still to fucking gotta watch see that. that. Show. I yeah, gotta I watch that oh, show. Hey, Fuck. That, well, dude, the last of season Atlanta, of Hardcore. I still want to watch, I, I still want to watch Atlanta. I, I know it's uh, groundbreaking in many ways. I, But like you said, I don't know if I can have my heart broken. Rob, have did you ever watch the, the Leftovers? That show, The Leftovers, on I Max? I watched the first season and a half and got completely bored with it and stopped watching it. And then I watched the finale. Well, I was going to say, I want to rewatch it from season two on. Uh, oh, I don't know if I can do it, man. <laughs> well, here's the thing, man. It is a. I watched it. I watched it from like season three to the finale somehow. I watched the beginning okay. of it. I fell off of it. Then I picked it back up. I eventually really loved it. Um, but I often like, well, there's a bunch of holes there. Um, and from what I hear. Season two is where it becomes what it was supposed to be. And also what I hear is that you don't need to watch that first season because they literally like just eliminate it all at the beginning of season three. Yeah. Which is I mean, where it I, was, where I, God, where I started it was watching dull. it. And I and, love uh, nuance and slow and character well, development. And I was like, this was, is a video to of a, paint drawing, watching grass grow. Watching painfully... <laughs> painful thing yeah yeah um it's but it's from lindelof uh the you know writer of the watchman um and he uh, i was listening to a show that delves really deep into it and he basically the writer said um the season one was just this like slow character build of somber like it was horrible everyone lost everything and he said he like literally went to a funeral and saw people laughing at a funeral. And he said, I remembered um, that there can be moments of laughter and levity among tragedy. You, this show doesn't have to be a slog. <laughs> this show doesn't have to be all depressing. It, it can be many things. It doesn't have to be one thing. And he totally rewrote the tone of the show after that. Um, and it's such an interesting and divisive show. I just kind of want to get back into it sometime. 
If if you're down, like, like, like warm me up to that for a bit. <laughs> oh sure, yeah yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to start with season two and see what I think about it. <coughs> um, it's become hey. I guess in since it's since it's gone I guess it's become it's a rising cult show right now. I guess people are going back and watching it and saying like this show is actually one of the most genius shows that was ever made. It just right. Um, it it just was not understood when it came out, basically. Yeah, um, so I, I want to give it another it was chance. Ahead of its time, I'd give it that. Yeah, I, I I do want to give it another chance. So I will get into season two, and I will let you know if I think it's. I'll go three or four episodes and see if I can talk you back into it. If it's worth it. If it's not, I will I will quit. But but yeah, that's about all I got this week. I am a tired guy. I'm gonna. I didn't sleep last night. I got a sick doggy here. And uh, I'm gonna try to take a nap here if I can. I, I, I'm in. <laughs> how's is is Goldie? Is, is she is she breeding the room? Is she uh, is she helping out her guy Rufus or is she fucking with him? No, she's being pretty good. She's staying to herself and she's uh, she's pretty much just kind of curled up wherever I go and she realizes she's not feeling too good. So now, how old is Rufus? He's like not four, very. four, three, four. Yeah. He's oh, he's real. a baby. Yeah, he yeah. just ate something. I hope so. It's been almost, it's been over 24 hours, but literally like just the last night, the night before last, but early in the morning, he threw up and I was like, oh dude. And then he had trouble shit and basically he just has diarrhea. And. All right, guys. Well, I'm, oh, shit. We're still on the air. We're still on the air. I didn't even stop yet. <laughs> I guess we are. We'll see you next time, everybody. Love you. Adios, fuckers. Bye. <laughs>